Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in depth Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife Maggie and son Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence. And give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. Well, guys, got bad news. (laughs) Got real bad news. Aaron uh, may or may not have allegedly thrown up on the way here. On the way here. In a parking lot. In a parking lot. And I'm pretty sure there was an audience. God damn! Good. What'd you do with the bag? Uh, what bag? Oh, did you just throw up on the street? Uh, yep. I pull. I was. I was driving, and I said, "Uh oh, <laughs> uh oh, this doesn't feel good." And then I pulled into the nearest parking lot, and I whipped in, not next to somebody, flung my door open, and just vomited outside. Looked up, there was a jack in the box there, and there were people looking at me. And I gave them a little toot toot, little wave, and um, carry on now. Carried on with my. Were you like, "Welcome to upheaval. the wonderful world of a uh, norovirus"? <laughs> yeah. And then I closed my door and drove to your house. And here we are, sitting in the same room. And I was like, can I get some Listerine? (laughs) And your girl came in fresh with a brand new goddamn bottle. Brand new goddamn bottle. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, I'm so sorry you're in this predicament. Yeah, me too. Also, I guess this is my goddamn now. Yeah, this is it. You're getting it. It was going to be that my child had it and I was doing everything to not get it. Yeah. I knew, I knew, I feel like I knew this was going to happen in my bones. Because, guys, we go to Vegas tomorrow morning. You said, just don't get sick on Thursday. It's the one fucking day. I knew. What day is it, guys? It's Thursday, motherfuckers. fucking Thursday. I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. I am still worried we're not going to make it to Vegas. I am worried about that, too. (laughs) But it's all going to come out in the wash. I feel like it was just a one and done kind of thing. You're fine yeah. now. Yeah, probably. Didn't you throw up once and you were like, that was weird. And then yeah. you waited a few days. And then it was like a week later. Yeah. 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 Yes. Maybe that's my 
that was weird, you know? Yeah, hopefully. I don't have a hood on. I think it's just because I don't feel good. <laughs> yeah, you're dying. It's okay. You don't have to explain yourself to us at all. You're. Di- We're just going to get through this one, okay? We're, yeah. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. You're going to do great. I'm going to go home and pack. Yeah. For our Vegas trip. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And then it's going to be fine. I'm going to kill it with alcohol. Yeah. And then, you know, pop a gummy when you get home. Maybe I'll smoke. Yeah, nothing on the tummy. Yeah, I was just thinking I don't want to throw it up and lose all the effects. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the one thing that was my saving grace, like, after the mass hit of it all. Exodus Oh, God. Oh, God, yeah. I was still queasy for a couple of days, and then I would take, like, a fiver, and I'm like, oh, shit, I feel great now. Yeah. Like, it gets – I'm such a little bitch when it comes to being queasy. Yeah. Hey, that's actually my goddamn, because they don't know that I got it. Oh, yeah. Because last week I was bragging about how I'm a mom and I never get sick. Like you don't have time to get sick? I don't sick. have time to get sick. Your girl. Got it. I got it. I got it. She got sick. I got real sick. I was throwing up for a whole fucking day. I shit myself, guys. Shit myself. Everybody who has gotten it has shit themselves. So be careful, Aaron. You know? Cool, 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 cool. Like, I if- almost did on the way here, and then you were like, go home. And I was like, I'm outside your house. Can I use your bathroom? <laughs> I was just trying to let you know that there's no pressure that we have to record right now. We can make any other time work. Yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's great. Anyway, yeah, so if you ever catch a stomach flu around now, my best advice is put, like, a bag or a trash can or something by your toilet so you never have to make the decision of, like, am I going to shit myself or am I going to puke on the floor, you know? Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's going to come out both ends. Yeah, it's going to be real bad. That's cool. That's great. I'm just excited. Looking forward to it. Yeah, you should be. Can't wait for the future. And by the way, you're not going to know that you're going to shit yourself. It's not like, oh, I'm holding in a poop. It's going to be like the biggest vomit of your life. And you're going to be like, oh, God. And then you're going to switch over to the toilet. A little toot toot. You're going to switch it around real quick. And you're going to be like, I'll throw up on the ground. I'd rather throw up on the ground than shit myself. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be good, guys. This is going to be fine. Everything's it's going to be great. So, Let's bang this bitch out so yeah. I can get home and Yeah. Out. Let's do it. <laughs> Are you ready? Because I have a doozy for you today. Yep. I typed this entire thing up on my phone. Like, each night I was putting my children to bed. So I have okay. no idea how long it is. No matter how far you run from them, childhood tragedies have a way of catching back up with you. So is true of elite scuba diver Veronica West, who's about to encounter something unexplainable at the bottom of the ocean something that will draw her back to her home on Sinclair Island, Maine. There, she'll lead a dangerous rescue mission to the bottom of the Bay of Fundy, home of the world's largest tides, and something horrific down in the depths. Listen to Narcosis, the latest horror fiction show on Realm's premier horror channel, Undertow. Narcosis is available now. Search for Undertow or Narcosis wherever podcasts are served. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal. Okay. Okay. So this week I'm going to tell you about Lindsay Hawker. Okay. Lindsay was born in December of 1984 to her mother and father, Julia and Bill Hawker, in Coventry, England. Coventry, England. I feel like no matter what I say, if they're from England, if it's a place in England, I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, they're going to be like, it's pronounced Borough. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, sorry. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. It's just like tribal knowledge. Yeah, obviously. There's no actual, like, phonetics behind it. Okay. <laughs> Not much is really known about her childhood, but she attended university, and in 2006, she earned her first class honors degree Ooh. in biology. Okay. I don't know what first class means, but... Bitch was fancy. Top notch, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She planned to continue her education to achieve her master's. However, she decided to take a year off of school and she went to Japan to teach English. Okay. Now, back in England, she had a boyfriend by the name of Ryan. And the plan was that she was going to move to Japan and Ryan would stay back in England, but he would come visit her in the summertime. And they were going to, like, tour Japan together. Cool. In October of 2006, that's when Lindsay moved to Tokyo, and she began her year teaching journey at a teaching school, which was called Nova. And I guess they were like the largest private English teaching company or some shit like that. But they had a big downfall where basically they were like overpriced and not paying their workers and shit. But in 2006, it was like the place to be working at. So Lindsay is living her best life in Tokyo, and she's sharing an apartment with her two fellow teachers. Mm -hmm. That's how she's making do, making ends meet. Her parents come out to visit her at one point, and they're, like, blown away at how well she fits in with the Aww. culture. She absolutely loves Japan. She speaks the language almost fluently. Like, she's able to get around. That's uh, cool. Yeah. She was, like, she studied the culture. She, this was her fucking happy place. She was enjoying what she was doing. Yeah. And they were not worried at all when they left her to go home. Okay. You know, like, they visited it, and they were like, wow, I feel so much better seeing her there. Yeah. I have a friend that did that. Did you, like, t taught in Japan? Mm hmm Didn't our friend Brendan do that? Mm-hmm. I think he did, too. Oh, okay. I have, it's a different friend. She came back with a husband. Well, I, too, have a friend who did that. Oh, oh she did? Yeah. So this is love. Mm -hmm. How fun. Mm -hmm. This is very sweet. And I think from a very early age, you could tell that she was, like, like into mangas and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. She was really into the culture, I guess. Is yeah. That, I don't know if that's very ignorant to say. No. You okay. nailed it. Nothing okay. you said sounded ignorant. Okay, good. I don't or really have a... I, too, am ignorant. ...connection <laughs> in my brain right now, so... No, no, nothing is firing. Yeah. That's right. You're doing great. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll get there. It's like weekend at Bernie's over here. I'm like, just keep your eyes open. Yeah. And move your arms back and forth. Shrug every <laughs> yeah. once in a while. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So uh, Lindsay would keep in regular daily contact with her friends and family and her boyfriend back in England using either her phone or Skype. Okay. So it's pretty common to hear from her all the time. So everything is going smooth, and then one day, as she's riding the train home from teaching, a man approaches her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like you can already tell where this story might be going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's like, check out my cultures. Yeah, hey, yo. In my room. Wow. Yeah. In my basement. And she was like, absolutely. <laughs> okay. His name was Tatsuya Ichihashi. Okay. So he comes up to her, and he's like, hey, you're my English teacher. Oh. Yeah, and Lindsay had never seen Tatsuya ever before. Oh. <laughs> she was like, mm, that's not me. Like, I'm not your English teacher. Yeah. And he kept insisting and insisting that she was his English teacher. And then she gets off the train and she, like, hops on her bike to ride home. And homie chases her home. on Like, he's on foot and she's riding the bike. And he, like, chases her to her apartment. What? Yeah. It's fucking weird, right? I do some circles around the block. I know, right? Homie's going to get a workout today. Like, oh, what the hell? I want to know the context behind that. Like, does she know he's following her? Yeah, right. Is, he, is she, like, laughing? Or is she like, nah, man, you're fucking freaking me out? Like, yeah. I don't know. But he basically chases her to her apartment. When she, like, parks her bike or whatever, he's, like, super out of breath. And he asks her for a glass of water. And she's like, 
Mm, no, I know, but she felt bad for him on account of he just chased her all the way. So she <laughs> just, was like, "Ah, oh, man, sorry for making you run back there." I guess, and also her bo- both of her roommates were home, so she I felt guess safe. felt safe getting him a glass of water and invited him inside of the home. I don't know that she invited him or if he followed her or how that all happened, but he's inside of her home and she's getting him a glass of water. Okay. There are so many red flags in this whole story. And I just got to believe that it's like, you know, translation of the story that somehow the story's getting a little mixed up. But this is what I'm reading. Yeah. And I'm trying my best to piece it together and make logical sense of it. Mm. Yeah, because that's pretty scary. (laughs) Yeah, you'd be like, nah, man, you can fucking swallow your spit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can stay over there. Yeah. You should have stayed back at the school or wherever where they had water. Yeah, where there's like a water fountain or something. Okay, so she feels safe letting him into the home or whatever, and she gets him a glass of water. And while in the apartment, I'm not sure how long he was there for, but while he's in the apartment, he, like, draws her a picture. Now, I don't know if the homie's, like, a fucking artist or some shit, and it's, like, an amazing picture, or if he just, like, doodles a smiley face. (laughs) And then he, like, leaves his contact information, and he asks her, like, will you please teach me English? I want to learn how to speak English. Oh, so not you are my teacher. I want you to be my teacher. Maybe that's what that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Maybe he's, like, asking, will you please teach me English? Yeah. So she eventually agrees that she'll teach him English because I guess she felt bad for him again. You know, like, yeah. okay, yeah, I'll do that. And also the school that she worked for, that's how you would get some of your clients is like you would do private lessons. Okay. So they had some rules behind it. Like you could do private lessons, but you had to do it in a public location and you always had to leave the contact of who you were meeting with with somebody. Okay, smart. Yeah, exactly. So she agreed to it under those conditions. You know, like, okay, yeah, like I'll take you as a client. And they agreed to meet at a local cafe. Okay. So on March 24th, 2007... Lindsay and Tatsuya meet up at that public cafe, and she leaves his name and address on her kitchen counter, or I don't know if it's a kitchen counter, but, like, in her apartment for her roommates so that they know where, like, who she's meeting up with. Yeah. And they hold their English lesson at this cafe, and then at the end, he's like, oh, shit, I forgot my wallet back at my apartment. Mm. If I'm going to pay you, I need to get to my apartment. So she agrees, and they ride back together in a taxi Mm -hmm. to his apartment. She tells the taxi driver, like, hey, man, wait for me. I'm going to come right back. Don't leave. And then she, they, like, go up to the apartment. If I was her, I'd just wait in the taxi. I know. You bring it down. I know. That's why it's so hard to understand, like, what is the context? Like, was he making her feel uncomfortable and she was trying to be polite? Well, he also could have been just pretending that he didn't understand her and then insisting that she come up. Yeah, and she's just like, okay, damn it. Yeah, exactly. Like, ugh, whatever. Like, I just want to get this over with. Fine. Yeah, it could be. I really don't know because the whole time, you know, going through the story, it's just like, no, red flag, red flag, red flag. Don't do it. Don't go. Okay. Where was she from? England. Yeah, England. Mm. Maybe it's like, you know, the culture, too. It's like pretty normal to go into people's homes in Japan. I don't really know. I don't know. Because it's not here. Here you, like, barely crack the door open and you're like, what the fuck you want? Yeah. I'm thinking, too, if she grew up in, like, a place where, you know, they didn't have any crime and your door's always unlocked. Yeah. Like, that kind of place, then you'd be really trusting of anybody. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I don't really know. Maybe somebody from England can tell me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know. I don't know their street rules. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's not entirely clear exactly what happens in the apartment, but the moment that they're alone, he obviously attacks Lindsay. Mm. He ends up restraining her and raping her. Oh, God. What a dick. 
Ugh, awful. Meanwhile, the taxi driver, he ends up waiting like seven minutes and then he's like, oh, she's not coming back and then just leaves. Oh, no. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like she was like, hey, man, I'm a little skeeved out. Come check for me. It was more just like, hey, don't leave. I want to use you again in a minute. And yeah. then the taxi driver was just like, OK, whatever. He's I'm like, leave. I got another fare. You can wait. For exactly. So now Lindsay's being raped and attacked and nobody knows what's Jesus. going on. Yeah. He proceeds to hold her hostage for 36 hours. Oh, my God. Where are the roomies? Well, they don't notice that she's missing yet. Pardon the fuck out of me? 36 hours? Got some questions. Oh, okay. Hang on. Let me just tell you. I'll paint the whole picture for you. So during one of the rapings, Lindsay was fighting him off really hard, and she was screaming, and he covered her mouth for so long she ended up suffocating to death. Oh, my God. So that's how she she ends up dying. Yeah. So now that she's dead, he decides he needs to hide her body. And so he fills up his bathtub with sand and soil and like composting chemicals or stuff. And then he buries her in his bathtub. Mm, Totally normal. What the fuck? Like, what is your plan? For her to compost completely? I guess in in his bathtub. What about the bones? Well, he, I don't know. I guess, do those, do those ever compost completely? I don't completely? think so, no. There's a place that you can like comp- turn your whole body into compost. Yeah, but they probably grind you up first. Maybe. <gasps> you think so? Yeah. Oh. You know how you have like no, 100 year like skeletons full... and shit? Yeah. But she these doesn't are... compost. Yeah, but are they? Compost? Compost. <laughs> uh... Yeah, actually, I've never really questioned that. But I've been seeing on my TikTok that there's this place that you can, like, be buried. And it's, like, this warehouse of just fucking buckets of soil. Mm -hmm. And they put the whole body in there. It looks like a coffin-sized bucket of soil. And then you just decompose. And then they fucking plant a tree in you or some shit. Maybe your skeleton's still there. Or they grind you up. I made it feel like maybe maybe that one. I don't know. I just never questioned it. I was just like, wow, that's weird. I'm looking at a bunch of dead people in here. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen what you're talking about. But I, I guess I just assumed that they ground them up or, or cremated them and then just, like, put their cremains in the soil. Well, then that's not composting. I mean. That's catching on fire. Yeah. The whole thing was, like, your body decomposes and, like, gives nutrients know, back to the soil. I don't know either. But either which way, homie was, like, planning to do this in his bathtub. He's like, I'm going to plant a tree yeah. in her honor. Exactly. Obviously. He's like, but I can't keep her in my apartment. So he decides to drag his metal bathtub across his apartment floor to his balcony and then puts her out on the balcony. Okay. Smart. Yeah. Later on, his neighbors are like, I heard him dragging metal around up there. Yeah. And he's like, it's just my new bathtub garden. Yeah, that I put out on my balcony. Okay. So now cut to March 26th, a couple days later. Like she was tortured for 36 hours, died, and now... I'm pretty sure she's dead or pretty close to dead in our storyline. Okay. Now, her family, they haven't been able to get a hold of Lindsay, right? Yeah. And this is when they're starting to grow suspicious because at first they call and she doesn't answer and they don't think much of it. They're like, oh, she's probably out and about whatever. No big deal. But then the following day when they call and she doesn't answer, that's when they got concerned. Because they were like, oh, it could be like a daytime timing issue. Like, you know, it's fucking nighttime when it's daytime here or whatever. But after the second day, they're like, "Uh uh-uh, this is suspicious. And then also she worked six days a week and she had never missed a single day of work. But then now she just missed two days in a row. Mm, And her roommates were worried and her, you know, her coworkers were worried. So immediately her family opened a missing persons report. Good. So police start to follow her last steps. And since they know her last known location was at the cafe because they know that she went to go teach him English or teach somebody English, Mm -hmm. they pull up the CCTV footage. 
And the footage shows Lindsay leaving the cafe with her student, who they don't know is Tatsuya at this time, right? Mm -hmm. And they see them getting into the taxi and then getting dropped off at his house. Okay. They don't know the student's name or address, but she left it on the counter. So the police, like, you know, find it. And then they go to his apartment. Okay. When the police get there, they're like, oh, shit, this is where they were dropped off. Like, his apartment is the same place that she was last seen. Weird. Uh, Super weird. Pretty easy. Like, they're getting fucking spoon-fed this case. Yeah. Okay? So they walk up, they get to the apartment, and they don't knock on the door at this point. It's said because they didn't feel that they didn't have enough probable cause. So I didn't realize that maybe in Japan they have to have probable cause to knock on a door. Do they have to have – you, you couldn't just knock on any door, right? Like if you're a police officer here in the States. Yeah, you can knock on any door. Yeah, you can't go inside yeah. without a warrant. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, I, I don't know for sure and I didn't look it up because I didn't have time. But I guess they didn't knock on the door because they didn't have probable cause. So I'm assuming that's a law there. And they're just like, we don't see her. Yeah. Okay, well – they don't knock on the door, but the apartment is dark, but you can see somebody moving around in there. So it's like somebody trying to pretend that they're not home, but they yeah. totally are home. Yeah. So the police decide to kind of just camp out in front of his apartment and wait for him to come out. Okay. Because then... Yeah, you can question him on the street. Yeah, exactly. So they do so, and after a while, he comes out, and he has a backpack on, and the police are like, hey, man, we want to talk to you. We have some questions. About your English teacher. Yeah, what's going on there? And Tatsuya just fucking books it. He's Uh-oh. like, nope. And he fucking runs from the police. Isn't that probable cause? Well, now we're pretty fucking suspicious, right? Yeah. You know, he runs from the police. I don't know how. And it sounds like a total and utter shit show, but homie gets away. Well, he ran after her bike. Maybe he's like a cross-country runner, you know? Oh, like, that's true. He's yeah. really fast. Maybe. Fast kid alive. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like they like almost got him by the backpack and then it just slipped through their fingers. I don't know. I was just like, oh, my God, what a fucking shit show. I'd be so pissed. Yeah. (laughs) So the police go into his apartment because now they're like, for sure, Tatsuya did something. What's going on? This is suspicious. That's when they discover the bathtub on the balcony. Okay. Her hand, which was still like bound up in plastic ties and scarves and shit, was sticking out of the bathtub. So he didn't even like bury her all of the way. The fuck? I know. What the fuck? Exactly. It was clear that she was gagged and bound, so she couldn't escape, and she had been severely beaten and abused. Mm. Her head had been completely shaved, which oh. is weird. Yeah. And the police found a bag filled with her hair in his apartment. Maybe he was like trying to get rid of identifying factors things? or something. Yeah. I was thinking it was like a trophy or some shit, but I don't know. Also, her belongings were, like, scattered around, so maybe she had a purse or something. Hmm. Was she blonde? No, she had, like, brunette hair. Hmm. Why? I was just wondering, because I guess it's probably uncommon in Japan for someone with uh, blonde hair. Oh, yeah, maybe. So maybe it was, like, a weird fetish something. obsession thing. Yeah. Remember Shoot. Brendan? He was a redhead. Yeah, And he got a lot of people that were, like, taking pictures with him and stuff. Because <laughs> they're like, we've like never a unicorn. seen this before. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what so is this? I was wondering if she was, like, also, you know, a prize possession maybe i don't know oh my god i don't know i feel like that and honestly i don't really have a good answer for you other than this guy's just fucking crazy gotcha so gotcha gotcha roger noted so they perform an autopsy and it shows that Lindsay had died by either strangulation or suffocation Mm -hmm. uh her neck was broken oh god her entire front and back of her body so her whole body was covered in marks and bruises 
even the inside of her thighs from, like, the raping. Oh, God. It's approximated that her attack lasted over a period of 36 hours. And I'm guessing they did that based on her bruising. Yeah. Like, how it healed. Yeah, I would imagine. Oh, that's really sad. Oh, my God. It's, like, super sad. Her face was also covered in bruises. And she had these, like, egg-shaped knots on her like the side of her face Ugh. and they speculate that that was from his fists like he literally beat her oh my god uh several of her bruises showed evidence of slamming into the furniture in the apartment itself like you could see like the corner of something or you Aww. can see she was hit here and the apartment was in disarray like there had been a big scuffle yeah so she fought the entire 36 hours for Ugh. her life oh that's heartbreaking i know so the police are on the hunt for Tatsuya, and they have to notify her family of her murder. Yeah. Now, a little bit about Tatsuya. He was born in Japan in January of 1979. Okay. He grew up east of Tokyo in some town village, I don't know, in a home where his mom worked as a dentist and his father worked as a medical doctor. Okay. I don't really as have much. of those other doctors. <laughs> well, you know, like a therapist or something. It's still medicine, Is it? isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I guess. Maybe they just mean, like, he did. He does, like, surgery and shit. He's a medical doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I don't have much about his childhood, but in 2005, he graduated with a degree in horticulture. Mm. Uh, however, uh, he didn't do very fucking well. No, he didn't. No. Is that why he was, like, planting her in the bathtub? Yeah, probably. He's like, oh, I read that this Breaks. fucking belladonna will get rid of human flesh or uh, something. And then he just forgot to bury parts of her. I don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like her hair. Uh, her hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he never got a job using his degree, obviously. It's because he's bad at it. Uh, he's Evidently. Yeah. Like, you didn't. You, you shouldn't have got your degree. You didn't plant the whole bulb, sir. <laughs> you got to leave gotta, part of it out. Got to cover the so seed, bro. Yeah. The fuck? So, instead, he lived in an apartment that his parents paid for, mm. and they would give him an allowance of 760 bucks a month. God damn, I want that life. Fuck, right? He had himself a steady girlfriend who he had been dating for a year at the time that he murdered Lindsay. What the hell? Right? He was described as a loner who was obsessed with physical fitness. Allegedly, he would go See? to the... runner. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even put that together in my brain. He would go to the gym every day and he cycled 25 kilometers, mm. which is 15.5 miles. And I am like... It's not even that far on a cycle, like, when you're cycling. It's far from me. Well, it'd be far as fuck for me, too, but, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, don't brag about it, homie. It, sound, it doesn't sound that impressive. Yeah. But also, I don't ever exercise, so I really don't. Like, so, like running maybe. that, running that is insane. Yeah, yeah. Si biking it, I'm like, psh. You could bike that in my sleep. Yeah. Like, that's just, like, Child's biking play. to work one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyway, but I, I guess he would do that, do that every day. I wouldn't either. <laughs> My work is double that distance. I would yeah. never do that. Oh, God. Okay, so I was like, mm, he's a loser. He's not even that impressive in my mind. Yeah, for sure. Police go, and they talk to his girlfriend and his parents, and they're like, yo, what's up with Tatsuya? Looks like he's into some shit. Yeah. What the fuck happened? And they were like, we don't know. We haven't heard of him. Like, Or not, we haven't heard of him. We haven't Who's heard that? Yeah, who the fuck's Tatsuya? I don't know. No, they're like, we haven't heard from him since he escaped police. Yeah. So I don't know. I didn't know all this was going on. So it takes police over two and a half years to find Tatsuya. God damn. Right? How? So he was captured in November of 2009. 
when he was boarding a ferry and a passenger recognized him from like a wanted poster and they notified authorities. Okay. When he was arrested, he looked different than when he had gone on the run. Yeah. I guess he would change his appearance and avoid any place that had like CCTV footage or anything. Smart. Or like recording him. And this is how he got away with it for so long. Early on, when he saw one of his first wanted posters around town, that he noticed that they had highlighted that he had moles on his face. So he was like, well, we can't have that. And so he got a box cutter and he cut his moles off in like some dingy ass hotel oh, God. on the run. He also decided to cut off his lower lip, like a portion of it, because it looked so big. It was like a defining factor on his face as he had a big bottom lip or some shit. So he was like, I have an idea. I'll just cut that off. That it, makes my butt hurt. I don't yeah. like that. No, I know. Well, here's what's worse is like he had to do it twice because the first time he felt like it wasn't enough. Ugh. And then the second time he had to like stop halfway through because he was like, fuck, it hurts. Yeah. Oh, that literally just gives me chills. Okay, we're going to keep going. Sickness, yeah, <laughs> we're going to keep going through. He would work random construction jobs and like under a different name, obviously. Yeah. And he saved up money for plastic surgery so that he could continue to be on the run. He had gotten and they a were note. like, who fucked up your lip? Yeah, there is something wrong. Actually, that's how he ends up getting caught. Oh. So he gets a nose job one time and everything goes great. They do a nose job, whatever. And then he goes in for another nose job consultation. And they were like, you know, zooming in, taking pictures of his face and shit. And they were like, wow, this guy's got a lot of weird scars. Like, you can tell somebody did a shitty job at removing moles and lips and shit. Yeah. They notify the police because he comes in for the consultation and then leaves. And then they go immediately go and notify the police. Yeah. The media gets wind that it's suspected that Tatsuya has been in this plastic surgery place. So he probably looks different. So, of course, this like blows up every story because this is a big story at the time in Japan, too. Yeah. So it's all over the place and everybody's like really following it. And then as soon as they get a hit, like two and a half years later, everybody just gobbles it up. And they're like, oh, my God, homie's getting plastic surgery or trying to get plastic surgery to change his looks. Got it. And that's actually how he gets caught. So he gets on the ferry. It's around that same time. Everybody's got a renewed interest in the case. Everybody's looking at his wanted poster. And he gets on a ferry and somebody's like, hey, that's that guy that everybody's looking for. Oh, so shit. that's how we get there. Okay? okay. So he gets arrested. He is brought to trial for the murder of Lindsay. And he ends up pleading guilty. Oh, good. He tells everyone that he did rape her and that he is responsible for her death, but that it was an accident and that he did not intend to kill her. Yeah, he intended to keep her for longer. Fucking weirdo. Well, here's the thing. So the prosecution Almost comes fucking worse. Yeah, I know, right? The prosecution comes back and they're like, you intended to kill her. They like, there's no evidence to suggest that he tried to resuscitate her or any, or he didn't try to get her help or anything. And then he fled and abandoned her corpse. Like yeah. there was no signs of him trying to help her or feeling remorse for his actions. Yeah. Trying to remedy the situation afterward. Exactly. And he accidentally killed her by abusing her, by yeah. like stifling her scream. She was screaming to be let go. Yeah. And that's your defense. Like, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. It's like fucking of mice and men when Lenny like breaks the mice head or whatever. It was a bunny. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> he was just petting it because it was soft. Uh, I like that you remember that. This is a fucking childhood trauma right there. Was it? <laughs> oh, see, it didn't shock me that much. I don't know what my childhood trauma book was. Mine was that, and then fucking, spoiler alert, Lenny gets shot in the back of the head by his bestie. Yeah, that still didn't even shock me. I was just like, that's a damn good book. He had to shoot him, you know? Yeah, he didn't have a choice. 
Right. He had a bit of a choice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So he is found guilty. Tatsuya is found guilty and he's sentenced to life in prison. Good. Lindsay's family was really pressing for the death penalty, obviously. Yeah. And it was denied because Tatsuya was still young. So he had a chance to be corrected. Mm. How infuriating must that be? Not in America. Yeah, I know, right? Like, oh, a chance to be corrected. By the way, he was like in his 30s. A chance to be corrected, bro. He fucking murdered somebody. That tells me that your life sentence isn't really life, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like you're focusing on rehabilitation, which is what you're supposed to do, I think. Yeah, I know. I guess that is kind of like what an American thing for me to be like, fuck you. Lock him up. (laughs) Would you fuck up one time? Out of here forever. Done. pretty serious fuck up. It is a real serious fuck up. Like, (laughs) I feel like there's certain fuck ups. That you just can't come back from? Yeah, there's like a line. Like burying them in a bathtub? Yeah. And beating the shit out of them? That's one of them. And raping them? Those are all joint cumulative lines. Yeah, no, this guy is just a fucking... I take it as like he's a spoiled little bitch. His parents paid for everything. Obviously has mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And he just got caught. Mm -hmm. So now he's trying to like squirrel his way out of it. Now, I did read that he only has to serve 10 years before he can be up for parole, which is some bullshit. Damn. Yeah, which that would have already happened. Yeah. I should have fucking Googled that. Anyway, he ends up writing a book in prison. Oh, cool. And uh, it's not about the actual murder, but it's about him being on the run. And he was like, this so is... So it's not about that thing that he fucked up on and, like, yeah. feels remorse for. It's no. about he's the main character in this story. Yeah, like, in a, this, like, heroic run from the cop story. Oh, God. Oh, it's such bullshit. And yeah. then he was like, oh, I want to donate all the proceeds of the book to the family. And the family was like, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. And they haven't accepted any of the proceeds. And it also, like, r- took off and was made into a series or some shit like that. And they're still just like, no, I don't want your fucking dirty ass money get away from me yeah you're not doing it for any of the right reasons no it sounds conniving it doesn't i mean again i'm reading articles so i don't know i haven't seen any like video footage or anything like that but in my mind i'm just like what a manipulative little prick you know yeah like you're not doing anything you're doing it for more attention fuck you anyway so my last bullet here is that allegedly the last facebook message that Lindsay had sent to her boyfriend ryan was, quote, love you lots. Don't worry about the guy that chased me home. It's just crazy Japan. Miss you, XXX. Isn't that so sad? So her boyfriend was, like, worried. Like, hey, man, that's a weird fucking thing to happen. Yeah. And she was like, don't worry about it. It's fine. I could see us doing that shit. Yeah. Not all of that shit, but, like, being like, eh. He ran really far. They're har- they're harmless. He's so thirsty. And then the next thing you know, yeah, you're in a bathtub covered in dirt. Oh God, thanks. I hate it. I know you do. I'm so sorry you don't feel well. Me too. So on that note, you guys can check out pictures pertaining to our case on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Our handle is at ISGD Podcast. And if you want to join us on our Facebook group, it's the Goddamn Pod Group. It's a lot of fun. Come join us. If you want to email us, you can do so at isgdpodcast at gmail.com, where we have Operation Moonblood in full-fledged order. 3.0. And Aaron helped me today get my shit in order, so we will be reaching out shortly with all of that shit. We're going to try to help everybody that we can, so don't worry. We got you back, peeps. Also, if you want to snail mail us, you could do that at... P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. And then Matthew, Matt... Uh, we will open your 
parcel next episode. Erin will not survive if we open this right now. She's not going to enjoy it. She's going to be vomiting. I will not enjoy it. But we love you guys so much. Thanks for hanging with us, even though Erin's about to die. Do appreciate it. Super appreciate it. She'll, like, so appreciate it next week when Mm -hmm. she doesn't feel like death. Mm -hmm. When I can keep something down. Also, what are the fucking odds that she gets the stomach flu the night before Vegas? What are the odds? What? Why? Why is the universe punishing us? I don't know, man. (sighs) Okay. Well, I'm not going to make you suffer any longer. Bye. Bye.